Today's shear, very, very important announcements. Um, the first one, the first one is that um, today is the Chavetz Chaim's yard site. And one of the, uh, one of the most important things that we speak about in this shear, and one of the most important things about life, um, is, is thinking positively, judging positively, not speaking about other people, not speaking Lashon Hara, for sure not speaking anything negative. But one of the, one of the foundations that this year actually um, changed a few years back was from, um, I have to give a uh, credit to, to Rebzev, Rebzev Bader. Sorry, Rebzev. Uh, because Rebzev told me, I think it was uh, Pesach time, it was Cholamite uh, or before Pesach, Erev Yomtev. So Rebzev told me um, something, uh, he told me a story uh, about someone who had passed away and had a, someone had a dream about the person who passed away, something like that. Something about Rabbi Waxman, I don't remember the whole thing. But uh, basically, um, I said to myself, we must learn in yeshiva uh, Hilchus Lashon Hara. We have to start learning about um, from the Chavetz Chaim. I said, I don't want to, after 120, uh, I, have, I have enough uh, that, I, that, that I'm going to have to deal with, with myself personally. But uh, if they're going to add, when uh, you know, they're showing the film of whatever it is of, of the yeshiva, and they're going to say, whoever, however it works, in Shemayim to say, so did you, did you uh, talk about not speaking Lashon Hara? Did you learn Hilchus Lashon Hara? So what would I say? I would say, uh, no. So you could say, oh, how come in yeshivas, I love when people ask that question, how come in yeshivas they don't dot, dot, dot? So someone like me, I can't answer any questions like that because how come in yeshiva we don't dot, dot, dot? That's a question on me. How come I don't do it. How come we don't do it here? So the question, you know, uh, the challenge is on me, and I decided um, to say, okay, we're going to start learning Hilchus Lashon Hara, uh, which is, is, I think, the fourth year, maybe. I'm not, I don't even know. The fifth year? Really? The fifth year? Wow. And I could, the only thing I could te- that I could share with everybody, uh, something to share with everybody, is that um, it absolutely uh, changed my life. Um, and I know it changed many people's uh, lives. Uh, Baruch Hashem, I was never a big Lashon Hara guy in general. I w- wasn't so interested in speaking about other people. Um, Baruch Hashem. But it only strengthened and gave me more clarity uh, about what Lashon Hara is. The Hilchus Lashon Hara, uh, the sensitivity of how much people don't realize what really is Lashon Hara. And and which is really going to be a segue to the per- second dedication of this shear uh, that I want to dedicate today's shear to, and that is um, a dedication to Elio Newhouse. I don't know how many of you know Elio, and the reason it's a dedication, I just spoke to him, I, that's why I was a little bit late. I was on the phone with Elio, giving him a mazel tov, because, and I asked him, obviously, permission if I could share, and he said, absolutely, is that Elio Newhouse today is celebrating 
um, a full year. Today is a, a one year of being clean and sober uh, from escaping and living a miserable, uh, a miserable life. And I don't say that, um, you know, that people say, oh, he's living, you know, not, not as far as LEO is concerned, but just in general, people say, okay, yeah, I could escape and I could live, you know, a good life. You can't escape and live a good life. If you're escaping, and to the degree that you escape, right, the Masil Zisharm says this, but just to talk this out, and this is something we can already, um, you know, move on to the next part of things, to the degree that you escape is the degree that you can live a fulfilled life. Meaning if you're escaping 10% of your life, then, and when I say life, life doesn't mean, you know, when you're 50 years old, when you're ever. You're in life right now. So when I say your life, I mean right now, today, yesterday, tomorrow, whatever it might be. If you, out of your day, because your day is your life, if you want to know how's my life going, that basically means how is today going? How am I doing? A lot of times it means how my thinking's going. But we're not going to get into that right now. I just want to get into this point uh, for a second, because most people who say my life is terrible, right? It really means the way I think is terrible, the way I look at my life is terrible, the way I'm living my day is terrible. What do you mean your life's terrible? Today is terrible. My, the, my thoughts are terrible. So the reason that, that I say that is because if you're escaping 10% of your day, now escaping could be one of many things. I'll just list, you know, uh, I don't know if it'll be five, but it might end up being five, is that whether you um, spend more time on your phone, that's escaping, whether it's sleeping, some people escape by sleeping, uh, whether it's using something to alter your, your reality, whether that's drinking, uh, whether that's um, smoking, um, you know, what, whatever it might be, whether it's uh, gambling, whether it's, whether it's something sexual, whether it's a uh, thinking, overthinking, you know, sometimes a person escapes by, by obsessing about other people or, um, you know, th overthinking. That could also be an escape in a certain way. So what happens is the more a person um, does that and the more a person does that in his day, and if you're, let's say, 10%, 20%, 30% doing that out of your day, then you're that less living for who you are. Like I said the other day, it's not about being the best you, it's about being the most of you that you can be. That's what you wanna be. You wanna be the most of you that you can be. You wanna be the most, the most, uh, um, you know, we could talk about that, exactly what that means, but a lot of times we shut parts of us out, we shut our emotions out a lot of times, we're, we're in denial when it comes to, to different things. And the more a person can be honest, the reason I'm dedicating, I don't know if you heard this, Moshe, but I'm dedicating to Elio Newhouse, who's celebrating one year today. I just spoke to him on the phone, right? One year um, of living in reality. That's as, as, uh, as our Fisher's uh, sticker says, living in reality since Yaakov Dove, since 2000. And, and uh, what is it? What does it say? 2000, I don't even know the date, since uh, established living in reality. What does that mean? Why do we say living, here we're living in reality? What does that mean we're living in reality? Everybody's living in reality. 
right? Living in reality, uh, the, the, the principles of living in reality, the principles of living in, in reality, some of the principles of living in reality are, you know, being honest with yourself. It's the, the old story of, like I said, you know, my, uh, my mother acts a certain way, my father acts a certain way, my spouse acts a certain way, whatever it might be, as we've said. Living in reality is, yes, those are the facts. I'm a lazy person. I have laziness to me. That's living in reality. I have desires. I have, I have obsessive negative thinking. That's living in reality. That's being honest with yourself. It's not, and Elio actually just told it to me, one of my favorite lines, and this is what he told me. I think he shared it this morning when he was in group, um, but something that, that we say all the time. You know, people think when you share and you say, I need help, mm -hmm. that you are weak. I don't need help. I'm strong. I could do it myself, right? If I ask for help, then that means I'm weak. When it's the exact, who's that, Yosef? How are you? So welcome back. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. When you ask someone to help you and you tell someone, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's when you're strong. Strong people, or the strong you are, when you could say, I don't know. The reason I said that is because Elio I said I could share. When the, the part of his, his getting out of what he was getting out of, he says, I can't do it anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't continue living this life. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. When a person says, I, that's it, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I need someone to help me. And that's gonna be the theme of what we're gonna talk about. I wanna learn, learn a halacha in, in Lashon Hara. And then I wanna use that to talk about um, the, the power the power of each other, which is the opposite of Lashon Hara. The power of friends, the power of a Rebbe, the power of a mentor, the power of this shear, the power of this shear to be able to share and to be able to say, I struggle, you also struggle. How can we help ourselves? And what Lashon Hara is, is Mitzorah. Everyone knows what a Mitzorah is. Mitzorah is someone who speaks Lashon Hara. What does he do? What does he do? He sits alone. Why does he sit alone? He sits alone because he has destroyed his ability to gain and to get strength from, from each other. What he does is, is he puts somebody down and he pushes people away. When you push people away, and we're not blaming anybody, when you push people away, when you say to another person and you tell them that guy is bad, that guy is, is wrong, that guy is a this, that guy is a that, and you push someone away, what you're doing is you're weakening, you're weakening the strength of, of other people. I can't get help from him. I can't get help from him anymore. The Mitzorah has to sit alone because he has to realize that you can't do it alone. You can't be successful alone. You need other people. And if you're alone and you have trouble with other people, you have to question yourself about your success. I've never met somebody who sits alone, who's all alone, who is a successful person. You get married, you have children, you're not alone. 
You guys are alone now. You're a roommate. You don't, you're roommates. You could get out of your room whenever you want. You could be alone whenever you want. When you're married for life. It's one of the things that married people say in the beginning of marriage. They're like, they're like, okay, I have my job. I'm with other people. Then you go home and then you're with your wife. And you're constantly, even when you're not with your wife, you're constantly not alone. You're constantly not alone. A person was not put on this world to be alone. He was put, you guys know the, uh, that, uh, that, experiment, that, that, that experiment they did, they did, what was it called, the rat, rat mole or something? There's an experiment, uh, an experiment that they had, what's it called? Rat Park, where they had many years ago, right? Could be 30, 40, I don't know exactly when they did this experiment. I think it was with heroin. I don't know what they did. They, put, they had one rat that they, with, was, they you know, uh, put it, gave him heroin. And then when he was withdrawing from heroin, they put this rat, there's a rat, guys. They put the rat with other rats while it was withdrawing and in so much pain, so much pain, but it was with other rats. And what happened? It survived. Then they took another rat, they did the same exact thing, and they put the rat alone, and it didn't survive. It's a rat. So could you imagine human beings? I think in Eov, right, doesn't the plus, the Chazal say about Eov, that, right, Eov, right, you guys know about Eov, he was, he was made to suffer, right? His whole family, his riches and everything. And it says, I think Chazal say, a Rashi over there says, was a Rashi or a Chalevitz, what? Before people had good days, Right, right, right. So he was one. So, right, right, exactly. So it says over there that Eov, Hashem didn't take away his friends. Because if he would have taken away his friends, and just to be alone... There's no way he could, he could make you go crazy. You, you can't survive. You wouldn't be able to survive. Lush and hara is when you have pain inside of yourself. You have pain. And instead of reaching out to somebody to help you heal the pain and saying, I'm in pain, I'm hurting, what you do is you take the pain and you push someone away. That's what Lush and hara is. Why is it that we're here talking about the Chafetz Chaim Right, the Chavetz Chaim is probably the most well-known gadol in the last, you know, hundred or so years who's accepted by everyone, whether you're Svardi, whether you're Hasidish, whether you're Litvish, whether you're whatever you want to label people, whatever it might be. Chavetz Chaim, Mishnah Brura, Hilchas Lashon Hara. Why? Because when a person lives his life and he doesn't talk about other people, what you do is you begin to live your life for yourself, for yourself, for yourself, and then you can live with other people. Because what happens is, right, what happens is that, that if I'm not living for myself and I'm in someone else's life, then, then, then I'm in big, big trouble. When my, my mind is in someone else's life, that's where my mind is, that's where my emotions are, then who's in my mind? Who's in my mind and who's in my heart? Who's there for me? Who's there for me? If my brain is occupied about them, those people, that person, that's where my brain is. So who's occupying their brain for me? Yes, Judah. Great.
Great. That's a great question. Great question, Judah. Um, I, I think there are different levels. I think you have to first start with different levels. Meaning, if I enjoy watching sports, or I enjoy certain entertainment, and I enjoy that, that that's one level. If I'm always thinking about um, somebody else, uh, if I'm always, my brain is, is always obsessing or, or, even though I don't like that word, if my brain is always occupied, I'll use, I'm not gonna say obsessing, if my brain is always occupied with someone else's life. When I'm obsessed, I'm saying that again, when it's all about someone else's life, so then take all of that and put that into you. Watching a ball game, being a sports fan, those are the, the least of our problems. It's when, and you guys know this more than I do, I don't know the whole social media, I've never been, it's not my generation. I don't, I don't know what that is to be, to be, you know, to put likes and to, 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 to send videos and to, I don't even know how to do a status. So I don't, I don't know how it is that I'm looking, to me, and again, I'm not judging anyone, I promise I'm not judging anyone, promise. I, 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 I don't wanna spend one second, no offense to anybody in the world, I don't wanna spend one minute in my life watching someone else's life. No offense to anybody. I don't, I don't wanna do that. Now, could I, could I learn from other people? We'll talk about that. Can I gain from other people? But when my life is someone else's life, so then who, who's, who's my life? And then people are going to say, oh, well, when I get married, right? and anyone married is going to laugh when I say this, oh, well, when I get married, my wife will do that to me. She'll take care of me. And then people have this other crazy thing. They'll say like, oh, yeah, and then my kids. right? My kids will take care of me too. Right, okay, so you'll be a terrible husband and a terrible father if that's your attitude about a husband and being a father. That's not the way it works at all. So if you're not going to be there for yourself, if you're not going to learn to ask someone to help you, to say, I need help, and, and if you think I read it this way, did you have a question, Moshe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. When what? That what? When you're right, correct. If if I'm it's very different. If I'm but but again, you have to be careful with that because I don't know I don't again, I don't know how that works. I don't know why I would have to see someone else's marriage, someone else's vacation, someone else's whatever it is, for for what? You want to ask yourself why? Why am I doing that? Why am I, what, what am I, am I, does that bring jealousy? Does that bring, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why people do that. I don't, people, someone who does it would have to tell me what the logic behind that is. But, um, but yeah, if I'm doing it because I'm, I don't know, I'm, t I'm writing a, a report on it, I don't, I don't know. Yes, you did, yeah. Nice. Nice. I like that. Beautiful. Thank you. I like that. I like that. All right. Correct. Meaning, meaning, what is? That's a very good point. 
Meaning what is that? Moshe was mentioning that as well. Meaning what, what is this thing doing? Is this, is this isolating me or is this connecting? Is this connecting me? Is this, is this making me closer to the person or is it making me further from the person? Because something that we don't realize, and it's so beautiful to talk about this on the Chavetz Chaim's yard site. It's so powerful to talk about it. The most, the most beautiful thing that we can do is we can be there for other people and other people can be there for us. There's no, there's, there's so much power, there's so much power in your life when you can ask somebody to help you. You're, you're so, you're unlimited of power when you can ask people to help you. If you think about it, you're unlimited of what you can do. Because, because like I've said many times, there's only one person who you can't see, and that's yourself. Everybody else can see you, and if you say, could you please help me with this, right? And I've said this many times, go over to somebody who knows how to learn, right? Who can learn. Could you help me learn? Go over to somebody who, who's doing well financially. Could you help me financially? How would you feel if someone came over to you, right, and said to you, right, uh, you know, Moshe Groveman, you can say, he's a young guy, he was here in yeshiva, right? Trying to think if anyone's similar to that here now. Uh, no. No. So, so Moshe was here, right? And I could ask Moshe, Moshe, you got married, you were here in yeshiva. How did you do that? What did you do? I want to get married. What did you do to get married? How, what, what was the process? What were you thinking? How did you do that? You look at someone like Nachi, Right, Nachi, Sklar, Avi, Lichter sitting here. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying, right? Nachi, I don't know how much I could share about Nachi, but, but anyone who was in Waterbury, anyone who was here with Nachi, right? Nachi made a decision from here, from this yeshiva, right? Avram made a decision from this yeshiva to say, I want to change my life. I can't continue escaping. I can't continue doing what I'm doing. I got what made you do that? What, how could I do that? How could I do that? How could I do that? What could I do? And the list, we could go around, you could go around, you know, uh, I don't know if anyone, I don't, I don't want to embarrass Yisrael Moshe, right? I don't want, Yisrael Moshe is going to get nervous. I'm not going to say anything, but Yisrael Moshe, I don't know, that's Avram Yaakov, you guys know A.Y. Abramowitz, Avram Yaakov's brother. Right? So Yisrael Moshe, I would ask someone like Yisrael Moshe, again, I don't know, I would say, wow, you were in America, you had your whole life before, he's not 18 years old, he's, not a, he's, not, he's young, but he picked up his life from America and moved to, to a Moshav, came to Israel, now he's sitting in Mesil Sisharim. I'd be like, wow, how do you have the strength and the courage to be independent and to do. I, I just want to give you Sol Moshe and yeah. And and and, that, and, that, and that's something that we all that's something we can all it's something we can all learn from. We could all learn from each other. And then you start figuring all that out and then you become this rich, powerful, rich, powerful person. And you start saying, Wow, I could gain from this one that thing, and I could get from this one. And imagine people would love this guy. They would love you. They would love you. What does the Yetzirah do? What the Yetzirah does, and especially in our generation, know what the Yetzirah does the most 
I don't want to say the most because that sounds like one of the top five things I think the Yitzhahara does in our generation, I think, is it makes people be alone. You're in your own head. You're alone. And, and, our, and our, it's not a phone, and our entertainment system, and our thing, whatever this is called, which connects me to everybody, actually makes me alone. It makes me more alone. When a person, right, you sit in a, and I'm sure we've all seen this, right? You sit in a, in a, at a table with your family, or you're sitting with a bunch of friends, right? And everyone is on their own, in their own zone on their device. You, we're not together, right? We're not together. That's why it's funny that Shabbos is where people struggle with that because Shabbos, right, is the same letters of Sheves, Achim, Yachad. Families sit together on Shabbos. Why is it that people say, oh, I struggle with, right, my phone on Shabbos? They struggle because the whole essence of Shabbos is to be with other people, is to connect to other people. And people nowadays have trouble connecting to other people because they just, you know, they, they, they don't connect as much with other people. They connect more with their computer, with their device, with their whatever it is, you know. And, and, and again, you have to learn how to use it. You have to learn how to, how to, how to use it properly. But, but when you reach out to other people and you say, help me, help me. Okay, question, comments, please. Question, comments. Yes, Shalom. How could I break the loneliness? Nice. What? How could I break that Right, well, Shalom, come on, you're, uh, Shalom, 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 it's a great question, it's a great question, anybody want to, right, how do you, how do you break, I think you break, I think first of all, can I just, can I just say something so incredible to me, and, and, I, and I have the same, um, I actually worked on the last year and a half, um, you know, with IFS, not to get into that, but I'm saying, when we started IFS over here, for all those who are IFS, is like, like the last year and a half, um, IFS blew up a little bit. Part of that was, uh, no pun intended, but part of that was, was, my, um, was, was me on my journey of IFS, because I didn't know what IFS was. I tried it, I loved it, I fell in love with it, and I, and I did IFS myself for over a year. I'm not doing it anymore, but, and, and one of the things that I realized that was very deep with me in my IFS journey was how lonely, how I had a part of me, I'll talk in IFS, how I had a part of me that was also very, very lonely. And I, Baruch Hashem, uh, you know, healed a lot of it. But the reason I'm saying that, the reason I'm saying that is that everybody here, and again, I'm not pointing fingers at everybody, and I'm not getting into anyone's kishkas, but I'm saying, I would say most people, Shalom, a main thing that people struggle with is that feeling of loneliness. Feeling of like, no one understands me, no one was there for me, no one maybe really gets me, I feel like I'm alone, especially in our yeshiva. Especially in our yeshiva, um, where, where, where a lot of you and a lot of us have had, um, when you're younger, in elementary school, if things didn't go well, in high school, things didn't go well, when you're, when you're in a situation where, where things just don't go 
you know, normal the way they're supposed to go, you feel isolated. You feel there's something wrong with me. And that makes a person feel lonely. So Shalom's question is so interesting because I think that, that that's very popular in the world that people feel alone. So isn't it funny that if you went over to someone and said, now you're not going to just go over to somebody, some random guy and say, uh, I feel lonely, do you feel lonely? They'll be like, whoa, take it, take it, take it easy. But the point is, is that, is that when we realize that it's a human condition and it's so normal, and when I talk, when I think negative thoughts, when I talk about other people, there's a Chavetz Chaim, when I talk about other people, when I sit around with my family, could you imagine, guys, could you imagine sitting, and I pray for all of you, I pray for all the Jewish people, could you imagine sitting at your dinner table and your seven-year-old son, your five-year-old daughter, is coming home and they want to have a conversation with Tati and Mommy. And they're sitting at the table. And you're sitting there during the most holiest time of your day. Yes, underline that. Your holiest time of your day is when you're sitting at the dinner table with your wife and your children. When you're sitting in your home. And it's just you, your wife, and your children. No phones, no nothing, just high, just being there. You know what? Sometimes just hearing the silverware clanking on the plate and eating and not even having a conversation, but just being there together with your wife, with your children. I bless that all of us and that all of you will have that. Could you imagine taking that special, special time and sitting there talking about somebody else. You're sitting there with your seven-year-old kid looking up at daddy and he's sitting there talking about politics or he's talking about, you know, uh, his, his someone at work, how he's a this and he's talking about how this group of Jews is like this. And isn't that, here's this little kid like, what is going on over here? What's happening over here? You know, I had a tough day in school, like this kid was, was bothering me and my teacher is, uh, you know, is annoying and I'm, I'm struggling and I just need some love for you and all you're doing is talking about someone else. That's the disease, that's the destruction of Lashon Hara. It doesn't destroy the Jewish people as a whole, I mean it does, but it destroys, it destroys your relationships with the people closest to you. And when you learn to, to, to be sensitive to your thoughts, when you learn to be sensitive to other people, then you'll enter a, a, a level and you'll enter a world that is so powerful, that is so powerful. Okay, question, comments. Thank you, Shalom. Beautiful. Question, comments, please, before we learn a halacha. Questions, practical questions. Somebody? All pretty clear. All pretty clear. Okay. What? Hilchas Lashon Hara, Perak Dalid 3 and 4. I'm in day 42 of the junior Chavetz Chaim. What is a good reaction when we see someone doing something wrong? So number one, maybe he did it unintentionally. Maybe he didn't know something wrong with it. 
Maybe he only thought that it's a chumrah or a midatova. Maybe he didn't realize. If any of the above applies, we judge favorably. Even if you saw him doing this avera, doing something wrong many, many times, you may not talk about this incident with others, even if you observed it together with another person. Don't even look down at the person or hate him for doing an avera, since you are required, and one of the things that we need to do is to learn, what is that, Benny? What's going on today? Get over here, Benny. Benny Peppos. Peppos. Oh, well, that's all I want. It's not an interruption. Wow. Hi, Gavaldik. Beautiful. Wow, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, one of the things, I think one of the things that we see from here, and it's difficult, I think it's difficult for a person to judge favorably uh, because our initial reaction is, is uh, to judge negatively and to judge and to, that's what we do. Something that we naturally, you know, we naturally do. Um, when, a, when a person learns within himself, this I could say, and this takes a lot of work, uh, I'll, I'll give a practical etza and then we could talk about it and then we'll wrap up for today. Um, the practical advice is you got to learn the way you think. You got to learn yourself. You got to learn how negative you are because your negativity on someone else is all projection. It's not the person, it's all yourself. If you have negativity, when you have a negative day and you're in a bad mood, everything around you is dark. When you feel good about yourself, everything around you is beautiful. We're so, so connected to ourselves and the people around us are a reflection of who we are. And what Hashem does to us is He puts people there to help us learn about ourselves. When you see someone and you see something in that person, it's Hashem relaying a message to you about yourself. And when you learn to have positive thoughts, when you learn, and we could talk about that because it's very, very powerful. When you start learning to think positively, and the way to start learning to think positively is starting to learn to listen to your thoughts. Not to judge your thoughts, but to just know your thoughts. What are my thoughts? When I wake up in the morning, what is the first thing that I think about? When I'm going to sleep, what am I thinking about? What am I thinking about? The best is to try and put it down. When you put it down on paper, then it gets very much, much more powerful when you get your thoughts out. What do I think about myself? What do I think about my mother? What do I think about my father? What do I think about my brothers? What do I think about Hashem? What do I think about God? What do I think about the Torah? What do I think about everything? And the more you get clear, and we've said this many times, 80%, how many thoughts do we have a day? I think 80,000 thoughts a day. I think so, something like that. 90% of those thoughts, could be even more, 
90% of those thoughts, remember this, are the same thoughts. 90% of those thoughts are the same recurring thoughts. And it could be you've been doing this since you're a little kid. You're a little kid, you've been playing a record in your brain. Here we go, there's traffic, the weather, mom, my roommate, my business, my money, Hashem, Rosh Hashanah, I don't know, I don't know what everybody thinks about. And it's the same, right? Why do we keep on doing what we're doing? Because we keep on thinking what we're thinking, right? I made up that line, I think, last year. Right? It's from Steve Covey. Right? That was the first time I heard it. He says, when a person does the same results and he expects, I'm sorry, a person does the same actions and expects different results. If I keep on doing the same thing, I'm going to keep on getting the same thing. I have to change something to get something different. If I keep on doing what? The definition of insanity. Correct. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Oh, I'm in such a bad mood. Shalom Aleichem. I've been in a bad mood since I'm seven years old, five years old. Why are you surprised that you're in a bad mood? Why are you surprised that when your roommate does something, oh, he just got me upset. Why are you surprised? You're going to keep on doing that. So now that's level one. If you keep on doing the same things, you will get the same results. To get different results, you got to do different things. Ready? Now here's my addition to that. In order to get different things, you got to think differently. If I think the same thoughts, I'm going to get the same results because of my thoughts. I have the same thought. If I begin to change the way I think, I begin to change the way I think. And if I stop believing everything that I think, a negative, right? If you're having, you guys ever have a great, delicious, amazing dream that's just awesome? And then you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I want to go back to sleep and you try and get back to the dream? Right, right? And then you ever have a nightmare and then you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, thank God that was only a nightmare. Now what happened during that time? Nothing. You were doing the same thing. All you were doing was going like this. You did nothing changed. It was all you're thinking. All you're thinking. Some people live a nightmare because their thinking is putting them through just a nightmare. Oh, what's going to be when I get older? How am I going to support my family? Uh, is someone really going to love me? Uh, am I going to have kids? How many kids am I going to have? Are they going to be okay? Are they going to this? And your whole thought process is just a nightmare. As opposed to, my thought process is awesome. Awesome. I'm alive. I'm, 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 uh, I'm uh, healthy. I'm, I'm in yeshiva. I don't have to worry about Parnassa. You can have the same exact guy, two guys standing next to each other, right? I remember I saw this. I'm sorry that I'm going to say this, but I can't believe I just recalled this memory. But I'm going to say it because I try and just share myself. Um, back in the day, back in the day, way back in the day, I don't know what Saturday Night Live is nowadays, but back in the day it was like a, a show, a television show. We watched different shows. And I remember... Uh, this must go back 20, maybe even 30 years. I remember watching Saturday Night Live. I hope it's okay that I say that publicly. I remember I watched this episode, 
And it's made such a, it was so powerful, why? Because episode, I mean, they did a skit where two guys were wearing like a good, uh, like a cool suit. Two guys were standing next to each other wearing a, a suit. And one guy was a confident guy, and the other guy was this like nervous guy. But they were wearing the same suit, and they looked very, very similar. And this woman walked by and said, I don't remember the whole, like, why they were doing the skit, what it had to do with anybody or anything, but this thing stuck out. And as this lady walked by, she said, nice suit, guys. So the guy who was a confident guy and felt good about himself was like, yeah, nice suit, guys. Yeah, right, exactly. I'm wearing a great suit. And the, the person who, the other guy, who was all self-conscious and didn't feel good about himself, went ahead and was like, like, oh, I can't believe she was sarcastic. I know, I need to get a new suit. And it's like, wait, wait one second. You have two of the same people hearing the same exact comment from one person. And one person takes it as the biggest compliment in the world, and the other person takes it as the biggest insult in the world. How could that be? The answer is, the answer is because it's all what's going on inside of you. It's all what's going on inside of you. All what's going, you could tell, tell one guy, you know what, I'm so proud of you, you had a great day. And the guy could be like, yeah, wow, that's actually true. Thank you for that compliment, that's great, that is true. Guy says, oh, so proud you had a great day. I don't know if I had a great day, I need to have a better day. And then the guy's gonna say, oh yeah, but that's good for me because I'm pushing myself, oh, slow down. Slow down, why can't it be that I had a good day? Why can't it be that I'm doing well? Why can't it be that, that I'm actually, because it's all the way we think about things. It's all training ourselves to learn how to think the way we want to think. All right, who wants to end this off over here? Amazing. Benny, you want to end this off with, with, some, with some words of wisdom? Binyamin Simcha? Benny Pepos is in the house. Benny Pepos, Benny Pepos, Benny Pepos. Fanny Pepos is in the house. Watch out. Anybody want to end us off? Avram Menachem Nachem? Yes. Oh, Avram Nachman, Avi, yes. Um, Rob said a few minutes ago, when I see somebody else doing something wrong, yeah. right, something's wrong with them. Right. Correct. My question is that there's a reason why it's easier for me to see it in other people. Yes. Than yes. Correct. Wait, did everyone hear that? Just to hear, Avi's saying the reason we project on somebody else is because I don't have to do anything about it. And it's me that hurts more because now I got to do something about it. It can't be my mother, right? It can't be my, I mean, it can't be me, it's my mother. Why? Because if it's my mother, then she's got to fix herself. If it's my roommate, then he's got to fix himself. If it's my Rebbe, he's got to fix himself. If it's God, God's got to fix himself. But if it's me, I got, I got work to do. So now you have a question on that. Yeah, I'm not even up to fixing myself. I'm up to facing myself. Correct. Well, th that's why it's hard to face ourselves. Maybe I just answered the question. My question is, how do I? Oh, so, so, just to, so Avi's asking, why don't I face myself? And how do I face myself? So fear goes in two ways. Everybody knows what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say. There are two ways. I mean, there's another way we say Rosh Tevis of fear, but fear is either what? Come on, let's hear somebody. Forget everything. Start with that one. 
forget everything and run, or face everything and rise. F-E-A-R, forget everything and run, or face everything and rise. So Avram Nachman, Avi's asking, how do I face everything and rise? And you know what? It's a great way we're going to end off the shir because this is how we started it off. Bring someone in. When you bring someone in, it's easier. When you're doing it alone, it's much harder. Bring someone in and say, could you help me face whatever it is that I got to face? Could you help me? Because when you're standing alone against the world, it's a very hard thing to carry the world alone. But if I say, could you please help me with this battle? Could you please help me, give me insight? What's your opinion? You're a little bit older than me. You've been there, done that. Could you help me? Could you give me some advice? And it's not as hard to face it. If you have to face it alone, sometimes it's much more, right? It's like anything, right? Sleeping as a kid, right? We spoke about this yesterday with Ladavada Shamori. Walking in the dark alone is scary. So what do you do? You call someone. You FaceTime someone. You walk with someone. I'm not alone anymore. What just changed? The lion's not going to eat you up now? Why is it? Whoa, 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 what's, what changed? Because when you're with someone, you don't feel like you're alone. You don't feel like you're battling this alone. So that's one of the advices that I would tell people. The way to face things is to bring people in to help you face things. You did you, you want to say something? We're going to just wrap yeah, up? I yeah. Yeah. Right. Correct. Right, right. So if you have a fear of asking, well, we're talking about it. It's good to talk about it, and it's good to try it a little bit. And it's, uh, you're right. It's, if you have a fear, if you're, you know, that's like anything. Meaning there, there comes in a point where you want to say, okay, like, let me try it. Yeah, you could try it. You could do it little by little. Sometimes people think, by the way, we'll end off with this. this is a, sometimes people think in order to change your life or in order to, like, open up to face your fears, right? A lot of people have this when it comes to, like, therapy and stuff. Like, okay, I got to open up to the therapist. I got to go back to the trauma and totally, like, unravel everything all in one shot and, like, ah, and I need someone to be there with me. That's too painful. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You take one little, start with easier things that you do. Start with little tiny steps. Little tiny steps. You do one little step with somebody else, another little step with somebody else, and then you slowly begin to conquer. Hashem should help us out. B'schus, the Chavetz Chaim. I feel I want to strengthen the yeshiva, strengthen all of us to continue. I feel blessed that we have a connection to the Chavetz Chaim here in this yeshiva. I really feel like we're doing the good, the good things when we, when we speak about not speaking Lashon Hara and connecting to each other more. I give us all a blessing. Elio Nuel Samir Tashem will be Zoha to have another year, another year of, of, of being uh, clean and sober and living in reality. And I give us all a blessing. Whatever your escapes are, I have escapes, we all have escapes. All the things that we're escaping from, Hashem should help us. You know, we try and escape from our past, and we try and escape from our future. But the irony is, you don't have to worry about your past or your future. All you got is we're right here, right now. We're good. It's all good. It's all good. Try and make the best of what you have now, because that will help you fix your past, 
that will help you build your future. Have an amazing day, everyone.